Welcome to The Lorraine Murphy Show. If you're anything like me, you want a successful, abundant business, epic energy, a growth mindset, vibrant health, and beautiful relationships. And this podcast sets out to help us achieve all of that together. I've been in the entrepreneurship arena for almost a decade now and have mentored hundreds of other business owners. So I know what goes on behind the scenes and what it takes to succeed. This podcast shares the tips, tricks, learnings, and lessons I lean on in order to blend the different facets of my life as an entrepreneur, author, wife, and mama to two gorgeous little humans. Let's jump in to today's episode. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Lorraine Murphy Show. You have got me solo this week and I'm actually doing a bit of a different show this week. I'm going to do, I'm calling it like a magazine style show because I'm, a couple of different reasons. One, I asked, did a shout out for questions on Instagram and I got a few. <laughs> so I thought I could do like a Q&A episode, like this is kind of mishmash. Mish, the mish is Q&A episode and and the mash is more just like a life up, update, a bit of a, a bit of a conversation. Um, as I'm recording this, there is um, a lot going on in the world. There's a lot going on in Australia. I think the energy uh, can be quite heavy with everything that's going on right now. So I didn't really feel called to jump on here. I was actually going to do an episode on building a kick-ass culture in your team, in your business, um, which I still want to do. I've got lots to cover on that that topic. But I just felt called to have more of an intimate chat. Just let's pretend you and I are sitting in a cafe having a beautiful catch up and we're just having a hangout. So I'm sure there'll be some gems. There should be about, of course, I'm hoping there's some value in here for you listening. But um, I just want this to be more of a soul soothing episode and a uh, just not hugely mentally taxing for you. Um, We're not here to talk finance. We're not here to talk leadership. We're not here to talk about changing the world or creating some monumental things. Um, I'm just going to give you a little update on a few things happening in my world, some things that I'm loving, and then answer some questions and just make it all very easy and not taxing and soul soothing. Actually, one of my favorite seasons that I've done on this show was my chicken soup conversations. I did it in the midst of the kind of the early days of the COVID crazy. And I think it was six episodes. And I sat down and had these beautiful soul chats with everyone who's close to me. So I um, spoke to Wade, I spoke to my friends, I spoke to my sister, I spoke to Michelle Broadbent, who I work with very closely in my business. And and it was just really lovely. So yeah, this is a this is a bit of a chicken soup episode, the chicken soup magazine Q&A mishmash episode. And so yeah, so since I last I am um, kind of sat down with you one on one, I think my last episode was my business plans excitement episode and my energy was like high as a kite, which was amazing. And <clears throat> then I got COVID. So um, Wade tested positive on a Saturday and I was <laughs> so pissed because um, he we didn't have any rat tests. So I went out and did our, our weekly market shop and got rat tests on the way back. And we were sitting there having our usual Saturday morning pancakes and he was doing the rat test. So I wasn't really focusing on what he was doing. He sits opposite me at the, the table. I don't know if anyone else's family has that. We're like, everyone's got their set seat in our house. And even when we go on holidays, um, we'll still find like our set seats. It's, it's, it's funny, 
we humans are such creatures of habit, I think. And he said to me, okay, cool, I'm doing, he's doing his rat test, whatever. And I'm just eating. And I think I was feeding him Wilder at the same time and chatting to Lexi. And he said, what am I looking for? And I said, you're looking for two, two lines. He's like, there's two lines. And I'm like, you are joking. And I didn't realize he'd actually done two tests. So it was definitely positive. <laughs> and I was like, you fucking serious. So I had my photo shoot planned. Uh, my makeup artist, hair makeup artist was arriving 45 minutes later. And I was meant to be doing my photo shoot all afternoon for my new thing. So I've got some hero images that I want to want to get for that. Um, and then I was meant to be going on retreat. I was meant to be taking six female entrepreneurs who desperately needed a retreat up to the central coast, this beautiful house on the Monday. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, myself, our nanny and Wilder were meant to be decamping up to the central coast for three days. Um, so yes, I pretty much wanted to throttle him. <laughs> I said to my sister, I was like, I'd actually rather he was really sick for me cancelling all these things because he's fine. <laughs> I like to cancel everything. Well, not cancel, I had to postpone everything, but it was just so, so disappointed. Um, so yeah, but he was, he was actually, he was fine. Um, and then we, he had a cold, like he was a bit sniffly and body aches and a headache, which was kind of his first clue that he had it. And then... On the Sunday morning, then, um, we were planning on having some work done in our house, um, which was getting all the cabinets of the the kitchen cabinet, the kitchen cabinet doors replaced in our house. That was meant to be happening on the Monday. So Monday, Tuesday, that was meant to be happening. And, And then we were also meant to be getting all the floors sanded and varnished, which would, of course, involve getting all of our furniture downstairs into the study, um, and leaving it there for three days for that to happen. And then, so we just kind of happened across this plan going, well, if the guy's going to be doing the cupboard doors anyway, Monday, Tuesday, could we get the floors people to come in Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and just kind of kill two birds with one stone. We're going to be sitting in our house anyway for a week. Um, So yeah, we decided that we were going to go up to the central coast. Our friends have a a holiday home up there. They said we could use it. Um, So yeah, on the Sunday then, Wade and our friend Josh just packed everything because Josh had just had COVID. So he's in that kind of 28-day window and packed everything away and we drove up to the Central Coast and we isolated up at our friend's place there for the week. Um, Wilder tested positive on the Monday. He was a bit grizzly and he was a bit snotty and just a bit off, like he didn't want to eat on the Monday. So I was like, babe, I think we need to go get him. A PCR test. So we went and got him a PCR test and I woke up in the middle of the night. He was awake during the night and I woke up and I checked my phone and it's like, you know, Wilder is positive. I was like, oh my God, it was just such a a surreal moment. You know, we've got this pandemic that we've had the the fear of God on us about for two years and then all of a sudden like my baby has it, you know, it's it's strange. Um, So yeah, so he was positive. So Tuesday morning woke up kind of knowing he was positive. And, and I said, I tested myself then on Tuesday and I tested positive on a rat test. And then, um, I was just really cold. Like I couldn't get warm. I got into bed, um, put a duvet on, put another duvet on. And I was just, just achy, um, in my pelvis weirdly. It was like my, it was like when I was very pregnant with Wilder and I had like pelvic, just like everything was just a bit achy and too much pressure on the wrong places. It felt like that, which is really strange. Um, I just felt quite tired. had like a two hour sleep that day. And then the next morning then I was like, okay, I'm going to go get a PCR test because there's a a drive through there. I'm going to get a PCR test just to kind of make sure I'm official. And I was like, I might as well get Lexi tested as well. And she seemed fine. And then we were driving there and I just looked back in the rearview mirror and it just came on her. Like she just looked really sleepy and lethargic. I was like, what the hell? 
So I was like, thank God I'm getting her tested. So we got our PCR tests and we got home. And because obviously I knew mine was going to be positive, I tested Lexi, gave her a rat test as soon as we got back. So like, I'm not waiting to find out until the middle of the night. And she tested positive too. So yeah, four of us. We are nothing if not efficient. <laughs> and I was actually, I know it sounds ridiculous, but I was actually happy we all got it at the same time because... I know a few of my community messaged me with like these horror stories of like consecutive isolation periods and it just sounded awful. Um, so I was just glad we just kind of sound strange what we got it done in, in a week together. Um, so yeah, of all of us, I think Wilder got it worst. He was, uh, he had a fever for two or three days and, and I was trying to just let his fever run. Um, cause obviously that's his body fighting, fighting it off. But, um, when he was in pain or he was uncomfortable, I, um, we gave him paracetamol and, and just lots of cuddles, just fed him as much as he would let me feed him and just to kind of help flush it, flush it through. And, and then myself and Wade, yeah, just tired, headachey. Um, neither of us got like chesty, which was a relief. And, and Lexi was, yeah, I mean, she got home from the rat test that day. She just chilled and watched movies for the afternoon. She had, didn't want lunch, didn't want dinner, actually. She was drinking. And then she went to bed at seven, we put her down and she just went to bed as usual. And then she woke up at nine, myself and Wade were watching TV in the lounge room and she came out and she said her head was sore and she was quite hot. So we gave her some Panadol, put her back to bed and she slept through the night and woke up the next morning like fine. She she definitely got it the easiest of all of us. So yeah, that was kind of week one. Um, and then I thought we were done like Thursday evening. I was feeling really good and really energetic and got back to Sydney on the the Monday, which was hectic because then obviously we had to get Josh to come and help us pack everything again. Everything was covered in dust and I was like, not good. I was kind of like walking around sobbing, trying to find everything again and pack it away. It was kind of like moving house, but without moving house. Um, and I felt knackered. And then Tuesday, um, our nanny was meant to come back, but I felt like because I was so tired and I still like a bit of a headache, I felt I was still symptomatic. So I wanted to give it another 24 hours. And um, And then, yeah, like I just kind of went downhill. Like Tuesday was worse. Wednesday was worse. I had to cancel things on Wednesday. And Thursday, I was just not good at all. Um, Absolutely exhausted. Really emotional, like in a depressive state. And um, our nanny saw me and she was just like, oh, my God. Like she's known me for four, four and a half, almost four, almost five years. Jesus almost five years now. And she's like, I've never seen you like this. And she gave me a massive hug. I went to bed um, and she was amazing. She like cleared our laundry basket and cooked us a roast roast chicken dinner, cooked us a lasagna, looked after Wilder, picked Lexi up from school. Like she was my hero. Um, and then I did acupuncture, hauled my ass out of bed to do acupuncture Thursday afternoon, which was a massive help. And then Friday, I had kinesiology at lunchtime um, with Jackie, my kinesiologist. And I was telling one of my mentees this morning, I pretty much walked out of our bedroom. I did this session remote with her in our room over over FaceTime and walked out of our room feeling like a different person. And I talked about this on Instagram stories, just that whole, um, just there's a heaviness, I think. I, I experienced it. There was a heaviness to the whole experience and that really needed to be shifted. So I just wanted to kind of share that story because I know a lot of people when I did share that experience of the heaviness and the depressive feelings, um, quite a few people messaged me on Insta saying, oh my God, that was the same. Like I'm still feeling like that a month later. So I just want to say, I know that COVID is kind of doing its rounds. And just to say that if you do have that week two feeling like you're really not on your own, my one of my best friends had the very same experience. Um, 
hers dragged on for probably 10 days and clever woman booked herself in a five-day health retreat so <laughs> I was just joking to my mentee earlier that um yeah maybe COVID should come with a built-in five-day health retreat that would be amazing and then when I was in like full on ISO land with the fam and I knew she was away in the retreat I was like I'm so jealous she's on a retreat right now and I was like just torturing myself thinking about all the lovely things she was probably doing <laughs> retreat while I was dealing with yeah what I was dealing with at home and um, so yeah, just wanted to share that if, if, if it is something you've experienced. And also just to ask you that if you do have friends, particularly female friends who have COVID, is just just look out for them. Um, obviously in week one, if there's any way you can support, but just week two, just check in on them. Uh, because I, my friend Jules rang me and she had had similar experience, like intense fatigue after COVID. And she rang me and, and I just, I was bawling, crying on the phone to her. And I just said, I'm so sorry. Like, I didn't know this is how you're feeling. I'm so sorry. So yeah, just, just check in, check in on your BFFs or your neighbors, whatever. Just check in on people Um, just watch out for them in that week too. And maybe drop them a bar of chocolate in their mailbox. I think that would be very much appreciated. Um, so what else is going on? So I'm in the middle of preparing for my launch. Uh, so it's T minus what, as I'm recording this, 21 days till I launch. So I'm calling this Magnificent March because magnificence is my word for 2022. So I'm just getting ready. So booked everything in, all the launch events. I'll be doing a couple of webinars and so on. Booked all those in. Yesterday, I spent all day on the launch yesterday, which felt so good because that was really feeding the anxiety around COVID. Um, but, you know, being out of, just pretty much being out of the game for two weeks. Uh, just the things building, you know, I wanted to get everything moving and I'm so excited for this launch. Like it's just, it's the culmination of so many different strands of what I've done and what I've spoken about for many years now. And I was really feeling the anxiety last week about that. I had a, I call them blankie calls with Michelle Broadbent. It's like, can you squeeze me in for a blankie call and just talk through it? And um, that just gave me, gave me some clarity, gave me some reassurance and it's fine. Like the launch is perfectly on track, obviously photoshoots happening a bit later than planned. I'm so excited because I found, uh, I love the logo for my new thing. And I found a suit. There's this beautiful like watermelon red as part of the logo. And I found this beautiful like linen blend suit, like a pantsuit, which I wouldn't normally wear. And it looks awesome. And it's the exact watermelon red of of the logo. So it's like the biggest find in the world. I was so, that's, I had it hanging up to, 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 to let the creases fall out in the living room, in the, the kitchen when Wade was doing his rat test. And all I could see was like this beautiful suit that I was like so excited to wear later on that day, just sitting there. I was like, oh, I want to wear you now. Um, so yeah, so in full, full launch mode. So that, that's really, really exciting. I've done a massive dinner ladies order so that we've got lots of meals in the fridge, freezer ready to go. And um, Wade's on standby. I've pretty much put in a request that he doesn't travel interstate and that he just keeps his weekend calendar clear, just basically just keeping everything clear. Um, so I went through the whole launch calendar with him yesterday. So he knows like where the real busy, like the full days are. And, and just <laughs> basically said to him, can you just pretend I'm not here for 10 days, please? Because I just want to I'm leaving nothing on the on the, on the field for for this launch. I'm really excited to do it. I know how important it is what I've created, and I just want to get it. I want to get as many women involved in it as as, as I possibly can, and and then booked in kinesiology sessions to kind of clear as I go through launch because it's just a like a, an emotional, mental, physical 
everything energetic marathon launching. So yeah, I'm 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 excited. I feel like I'm 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 in a good place for it, and I'm yeah, thr- thrilled to be to be bringing it out into the world. And um, and it's just been raining a lot in Sydney. I feel like I'm kind of writing a letter to my sister here. It's just been raining a lot. And I should have bought a raincoat about three months ago, and I haven't. So on my list for today is to actually order a proper raincoat because Wade and I are currently sharing one of his massive man raincoats, which to be fair has been very, very effective. But um, yeah, I think it's time for me to get my own raincoat. And just, yeah, it's, I, I didn't realize the full scale of the flooding in particularly the Northern Rivers, Queensland, Brisbane area um, until last night really because I wasn't online all day yesterday and just did a, a very short Insta story saying hey thinking of you all up there and one of my Insta um, community messaged me back and said that her pretty much the bottom half of her house is washed away just washed, washed their belongings washing away and they just completed a renovation downstairs three weeks ago so I think it's um yeah it's I feel like I just have no grasp on, on what the reality is for a lot of people right now dealing with flooding in their homes. And of course, there's the the Ukraine situation happening as well, which I'm sure like me, you're following it quite closely and just heartbroken for, for the Ukrainian people. Um, and I just wanted to touch on like the news for a moment as part of this Lorraine's Magazine episode. Um, because I know there's been some things that have been really helping me deal with the news because I feel and as I'm sure you do listening as well, I can need to bear witness to the suffering that people are having. But I think it can start to tip into letting ourselves get into a very, very negative spiral, and um, particularly when we're addicted to the, the 24-hour news cycle. And um, So just some things maybe to think about if, you know, <laughs> when I was writing my notes on this, I was thinking, well, you know, how can we cultivate or how can we reinforce our mindset uh, to, to, to help us navigate negativity and, and stressful and, and traumatic situations that are happening to many, many people at the moment right now in this world that we're living in. And and one thing that I found has really been helping me is to limit news intake. Um, I find myself almost unconsciously, for example, when I hang up a mentoring call, just automatically flicking onto my internet browser on my phone and just checking the latest on what's happening in the news and the reality is the news doesn't shift that much from hour to hour of course need to caveat that with the fact that if you're in somewhere was potentially going to be exposed to floods of course you need to be on the news um but it just wasn't helping me getting the the hit of of awfulness in the ukraine every kind of 30 minutes um so i'm just trying to be a lot more intentional about consuming news um maybe two three times a day and limiting it to that the other thing I've had to do as well with Ukraine is to ask Wade to stop talking about it 24-7 because you may know he's he's military and he is just, I don't want to say obsessed, that's not the right word, but if you think about like this is this is what he does, like this is what him and his, his he, he was trained to do, you know, mi- battle, warfare, insurgency, everything. So he's been following it really, really closely and like exchanging WhatsApp messages with his military buddies and so on and, um, sorry, as in not about the actual as in their opinion on what's going on. Obviously, he's not involved in what's happening in the Ukraine itself. Um, and yeah, so he just said something to me about something happening when I was brushing my teeth to go to bed the other night. And I was I had horrible nightmares that night. And I just said to him, like, I can't. I'm happy to talk to you about it in like certain times, but I, I, I can't have it on my psyche before I go to sleep. And so it's, it's I think it, for, for us, it's about finding... And when I say us, I mean us, you, you listening and me. 
It's about finding a balance between bearing witness to what's happening in the world. You know, we don't want to ignore the the, 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 the suffering that people are experiencing. Um, so it's about finding a balance with that, but at the same time, um, only letting it in when 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 we're ready to let it in. Because the problem is when we're kind of unconsciously consuming, is it just gets into our subconscious and it takes takes hold there, which is what I experienced that night when I, I had the, the the night of the nightmares. And it was a weird nightmare because I was having the nightmare. I woke up going, oh, got myself back to sleep and I kept having the same nightmare. Which I, don't, I don't think that's ever happened to me before. You know, normally you kind of, you have a different nightmare or you don't have a nightmare at all. So yeah, that, that was, I just, I just wanted to share that kind of limiting news. Um, and the other thing as well is to do something. So I know we can't go and make Molotov cocktails in Ukraine right now, but do something, um, because I think it's the powerlessness. I know quite a few of my audience and community friends have voiced this to me, just the sense of powerlessness. Like we're sitting here in our comfortable homes. There's people whose homes are being flooded. There's people who are living in bunkers with like newborn babies. You know, there's children's hospitals who have been decamped down to um, the basement of the hospital, you know, and that's that, that's real. That's happening. Um, so it's like, okay, just do, do something. So I know for me, something I did on Saturday morning, one of my beautiful community sent me a link to seven different charities that are on the ground in Ukraine and helping the community there. So I donated and I know it's tiny. It's not even like an atom in terms of what Ukraine needs right now. But I felt better for doing something rather than kind of wallowing in my sense of helplessness. Um, and of course, want want to, want to keep doing more. Um, a friend of mine has been chatting to me about doing a fundraiser. So I'm, I'm really keen to, to work on that with her. But anyway, I think do something for you, um, you listening, do something. <laughs> so if it's donating, if it's just sending a kind message to someone, even if it's someone you don't know that well, you know, on Instagram, they're sharing that they're flooded in or whatever's happening, just leaving the chocolate bar on, on a friend's doorstep. Um, one of Lexi's best friends at school, both her parents are Ukrainian. So I've just been, and Wade's been doing the same. I've been kind of checking in with the mom every couple of days and Wade's been doing the same with the dad. So, you know, not expecting a lengthy message back, but just letting them know that they're, they're held in our thoughts. Um, ah, I just feel a bit teary saying that because, you know, it's hard. That's all you can do, you know, it's hold people in their thoughts, in your thoughts. Um, so yeah, it's, 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 it's limiting the news, um, doing something, donating money, donating food, um, sending a kind text, dropping off a chocolate bar, you know, and, and, and this is the thing, okay, you, you'll still feel like you're doing something, even if it's someone that's not directly affected by either of those tragic events that are happening right now. So if it's a, a mom at school who's just had a baby, um, you know, dropping, I, I love the bar of chocolate, my, my friend Gemma and I have dropped bar of chocolates on each other's doorstep many a time. And it's, it's just really lovely. It's really simple. Um, you know, when Wilder was born, she, put a little I think it was like a post-it note and a bar of chocolate in my my, my mailbox and she just said look I'm I know it's not baby clothes but I just want you to know I wanted you to know I'm thinking of you and it was a bar of chocolate and I was like and I, I was had a, a tough day I can't even remember what was going on but it'd been a tough parenting day and it just I, I tend I find those things tend to land at the perfect time so um yeah just do something for someone else even if they're not kind of directly related to what's happening in the world and and also just up your nurturing and I know it can feel very selfish to go and look after ourselves when the world seems like it's falling apart around us, but but doing something to up our own nurturing, look after you, because the more energy, the more bandwidth, and um, the more filled up you feel, the more you've got to give to, to others. And whether that giving is holding space for kids who are trying to unpack everything that's going on, um, or it's going down and joining a donation drive in your local area, you know, this, the, the, the stronger you are, the more resilient you are, the more 
um, fortified, I think it's a good word, the more fortified you are, the more value you're going to add to to, to the world, you know, whether that's micro world, your your family or your partner or your team members um, or on a macro level, what, what's happening on the other side of the world, quite literally on the other side of the world for, for us here in Australia right now. So I just wanted to share some some small things on that and and just to tell you you're not alone in the sense of helplessness and we don't need to feel helpless. There's, 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 there's more that, that, that there's, there's, there's things we can do. And I know for me and Wade and I have just been and I messaged our Ukrainian friends like saying fucking hell like your countrymen and women are so inspiring you know to see what those people are doing to defend their homes and their way of life I mean it's horrific what they're dealing with and I think the way they are rising to the occasion and and taking sovereignty themselves of 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 their their lives and, and protecting themselves. I mean, it's just nothing. Sh- inspiring isn't even a strong enough word. So, I, I think just just being mindful that it's what's the beautiful phrase I meant to look it up before I started recording. But you know, always look for the helpers. The helpers are there, and and, and thinking about the helpers are there, and 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 how can we be helpers too? I think that's a good question for us for us to ask ourselves as well. And so. Yeah, I wanted to just share share that with you. Um, and then <laughs> I honestly feel like I'm like flicking through my own magazine here, reading magazine articles to you. And wanted to share just a couple of things that I've been really loving. So I um, I have a pretty hefty reading list. My my intention at the start of the year was to read one, like listen to one audiobook and read one print book. Like a, I read my Kindle, mostly Kindle. Uh, so to, to consume two books a week, that was my, my intention. And I, I did it for a couple of months. It was, it was pretty cool. Um, however, then I got COVID and I just couldn't wrap my head around a, a nonfiction book. And so I picked up a couple of novels, which I really, really enjoyed. And I just wanted to pass them on because again, if you just want some escapism and some, soul soothing that that I really really enjoyed these two novels and the first one is called The Minimalist it's set in 1600s Amsterdam and it's the story of um yeah a woman who finds herself as marrying into this merchant family and uh she's given her her new husband gives her a I didn't realize this was a thing but it's basically like an exact replica of their house but in a cabinet like in a big wooden cabinet and and then she finds this miniaturist and starts putting in orders um and then gets like all these like tiny little things to put into her her little mini house but it's it's like the miniaturist is a few steps ahead of her in her life and is sending her things and then she gets something and then two weeks later she's like oh my god that's why this person sent me this it's it's pretty crazy but it's 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 really i, I mean i love historical novels um it's not the lightest. I mean, there's some heavy themes in there, but I, I just really, really enjoyed it. And I actually, I don't even know where I picked it up. I think someone just put it outside their house somewhere around our area. And I picked it up and I just had it kind of sitting on the bookshelf. And then when, yeah, the COVID kicked in, I was like, okay, I just want this. So it was just nice to read like a print book that I could touch and feel. And that tangibility, I think is really nice sometimes as well. And um, and then there's another book and I just realized I didn't actually write down the, the title. So it's by Sally Rooney. So if you read Normal People by Sally, Ro- Sally Rooney, she's an, an Irish author. And of course, you might be actually more familiar with the TV series. And the TV, um, the, the, what's the series? I don't think you called it a series, would you? It was only one season. But anyway, and I didn't love Normal People. My friend Sarah let me her copy. I didn't rate it. I 
kind of didn't know what the fuss was about. Um, but the show I loved, I loved. And my friend Annie gave me Sally's new book, which is called Beautiful World, Where Are You, for my birthday. And again, I had it on the bookshelf, but I was kind of trucking ahead with my my, my nonfiction books. And uh, so again, when I finished The Minimalist and I was still kind of, it was like mid last week, I was still in COVID land, I picked up um, this next novel and, and I loved it, like loved it. Just the, I think also being Irish, you know, the, the Irish turns a phrase and she just, uh, I think she did a beautiful job of weaving these four characters together and you just feel so absorbed in their life and their their challenges. And yeah, I really, really, really enjoyed it. And I just finished that a couple of nights ago. So yeah, two novels that I'm I'm absolutely loving. And then some TV shows. So I'm flicking to like the TV show recommendation part of my magazine show. Um, oh my God. So Queer Eye, I don't know if it's season five or six that it's on right now. I loved Queer Eye for the first like two, three seasons. And then I just didn't love the last one. I just didn't, I don't know. I just didn't connect on an emotional level with the, the, the peeps that they're making over each week and, or each, in each episode. And I just wanted something light to watch. Um, last week, where was Wade? Wade was out somewhere. And I was like, I just want to watch like, this is me TV. Uh, you know, you've got like shows that you like watching on your own and you've got shows that you like watching with your partner. So Queer Eyes is my me TV. And I, put it on and oh my god it's so good I've watched I watched two episodes I think that night and and I watched another episode last night I don't normally watch tv during the week but um I just felt like a bit of yeah, escapism and switch off time because I worked I was like very in my brain yesterday working on the launch stuff and yeah it was just so good like I was laughing I was crying I was so touched it was if, if you've watched it it's the episode with Josh in it the the cattle rancher like 32 year old guy and just a really good example of someone who you kind of make a judgment on him when you first meet him in the show and just the the depth of character that you start to see come out in him and the transformation in him. And I just feel like I was saying to Wade afterwards, because I just loved it. And he was, he was at jiu-jitsu. He came back, he was having a shower, getting shake ready for today, whatever. And um, I was like, you, you just love this. Like you should watch it. And he's like, no, 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 I have to get to bed. I want to get my stuff done. I want to get to bed. And in the end, like I was so like vocal watching this episode that he came and like sat and I had to like rewind and play him some of the bits on Netflix. It's really, really good. So yeah, loving that. And the other thing that Wade and I, we haven't actually finished it yet. It's called The Defiant Ones. Um, it's really fascinating. We started watching it when we were on ISO on the Central Coast. And it's the story of Dr. Dre. And oh my God, I cannot remember his name now, of course. Jimmy. Ah, that's going to really annoy me. Um, it's his co-founder in Beats by Dre, basically. And it's the whole story of each of their individual careers. And then it's getting to the point now where they're just about to start Beats by Dre. And it kind of jumps forward and jumps back. And the hip-hop scene and it's fascinating Jules and Josh our friends told us about it they've actually watched it twice and they absolutely loved it so yeah we're, we're loving that <laughs> the other night I was like oh do you want to watch like the Jay-Z thing together and Wade's like we're not watching a Jay-Z thing and I'm like yes we are it's the show like oh my god like being an absolute cow and he's like babe that's Dr. Dre and I'm like oh my god you know when you think you're being so like sure of yourself and you realize you're actually completely wrong <laughs> It's like sorry, 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 sorry. Um, we watched a little bit of investing Anna, inventing Anna, in ISO. I didn't love it. Um, I know it's like top of Netflix. Every time I log into Netflix, didn't love it. Maybe I need to come back to it again. Um, and just randomly, I just had kind of an urge to to share this with you. If you haven't watched the Garth Brooks documentary on Netflix, it's a two part documentary. 
you have to watch it. It is so good. I told Jules about it and she was like, yeah, I don't think so. And she watched it and she was like, that's amazing. So yeah, just some TV ideas for you. Um, Again, given this is Lorraine's magazine that you're invited into today. um, Yeah, highly, highly recommend those. Really, 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 really good. And, and then of course, I need my little food section of my, my magazine, my magazine. And we've just been getting the slow cooker going. Like, I cannot believe it. The food we're eating this week in like, well, last week as well in February, I'm like, are you serious? So I made like a beautiful um, chicken korma in the slow cooker yesterday, which, you know, it's one of those things that I kind of, my slow cooker goes off the boil over the warmer, inverted commas, ha, not right now, months. And I just like last night, what night was it? Monday night, we'd had a massive day of admin. Um, so if you're familiar with my goals, I've shared them on an episode earlier on, or in a love letter. Um, one of my massive goals is to apply for my finally Aussie citizenship and also to apply for both the kids' Irish passports. And this has been, it's been on my goals. I mean, the citizenship has been on my goals for about four years, Jesus. And it went on my goals again this year. I was like, I'm making this happen in the first quarter because it cannot. Last year, I was like, I'll get to it in the last quarter. And it didn't happen. So I'm like, I'm making them happen. So yeah, I had an epic admin day on Monday with like certificates and we're refinancing our house at the moment as well. So it was just in the most ridiculously intense admin day ever. And Monday night, I just, I was feeding wilder and just, you know, those evenings where like, your evening kind of just catches up with you and you're like, oh my God, it's 5.30. Like, what the hell? How did that even happen? So yeah, Wilder needed to be fed. <laughs> I was just saying, I just wait or summon a friend. I can't remember. I think it was Leela on our walk the other night. We walk every Monday night and we even do it in the like absolutely pouring rain, which we did on Monday. We we're like walking along and our feet were like squelching and water like, you know, you've got water like sloshing around your, your runners, but that's how much we love our walk. We still did it in the rain. And I was just saying to Leela, like, I thought breastfeeding was time intensive. And then the solids, I'm like, oh my God, that's like three half hour sessions. Like Wade or I, or obviously Eve, our lovely nannies is on it. Like, oh, it's so time consuming. You can't do anything else. You know, you're there like spooning the food in, navigating the, pulling it out of his mouth, whatever. Um, and yeah, so Wade, Wade took over dinner. We we're like kind of tag teaming and we didn't eat dinner until like quarter to seven. I was like, this this is ridiculous it would put everyone in just such a bad place so yeah yesterday morning I was like chicken korma in the slow cooker done and then yeah just to come in and Wade wanted to do jiu-jitsu at six I was like yeah that's fine because I just spooned up dinner and it was so easy um and yeah I just realized oh yeah the slow cooker is pretty amazing and, and my friend actually if you want some really good slow cooker recipes my friend Stacy Stacy Claire health coach on insta shares epic slow cooker um recipes and she's got something really cool coming for slow cooking once once we're more into winter but um yeah yeah check check stasis slow cooker stuff out i did um like a lamb stew on sunday it was so good and and we also bought a vitamix this was like my iso purchase and um, we got a vitamix which has been so cool so we've just had like a kmart blender for like i don't know whenever i got got serious about my life upgrades last year and got rid of our crappy nutribullet knockoff and and I, I mean, I don't mind lumpy green smoothies. Wade gets a bit childish about them. You know, like, oh, it's lumpy. I don't like it. Um, so we got a Vitamix and you just press this button and it just like sets the perfect, like it, it knows how long to do your smoothie for. And they just come out like silky. And I was living on them in ISO. Um, I would just literally, it would be like a full Vitamix jug full of green smoothie. I put everything in there, like ginger, fresh turmeric, um, oranges, like I was just like all the vitamin C, all the anti-inflammatory, just whacked it all in there. 
and and even like skin and all on the apples and because the Vitamix pulses it so fine like it's just like they're like velvet it's so good so impressed um, and it made soup I made a soup in it as well which is really cool and um, but then I tried to make a soup on Sunday and it was freaking vile like I posted a picture of it on Instagram it was disgusting I put two raw potatoes in and um, chickpeas and like lots of veg. It was meant to be like a spiced paprika, chickpea, roast capsicum type thing. And it cooks it for six and a half minutes. But I realized like it's probably only for like veg that can be cooked quickly. Whereas like potatoes, of course, take a while to cook. And it was just like, oh, my stomach is turning just thinking about it. It was like concrete. It was so disgusting. And it was just so much worse because Lexi and I did it together and she was so excited about making her soup. And then bless her, she tried to eat it and she kept going. Like she kept putting water into it to water it down. And oh my God, it was so disgusting. So disgusting. So yes, Vitamix, but um, for soup, but <laughs> only nice soup, please. Okay, this is the world's most random episode, but I'm hoping that it's um nice, just as I said, just having some low taxing content where I'm not teaching you about concepts or trying to get your head around different things or things that you feel like you should do in your, in your life and business. And now I had some questions on Insta, which were quite um, disparate. So I'm going to, I'm going to go through those questions. And one of the questions I got was life hacks for when you're feeling exhausted, sick or recovering from, you know, being sick. And, and of course, having been pretty fresh to that, that particular journey over the last couple of weeks, um, some things that I would pass on is to order food in, like if it's dinner, ladies, give yourself a takeaway delivery budget, like just get food ordered in and just taking the food bandwidth, taking food off your mental bandwidth is yeah an, an epic epic help so whatever you can do to get food in do that so there's just one less thing you need to think about the other thing I would say as well is say yes to help I mean we had our friends were beautiful last week and um like <laughs> Josh our friend who was helping Wade like unpack all of our furniture and then bless and then he unpacked helps helps unpack our car from all the stuff we'd been away for like 10 days or eight what was it eight days um and then he took one look at me and just saw that I was not in a good way and went back home and got, they had a dinner lady's lasagna in their freezer. He bought us a lasagna. <laughs> You're so beautiful. Um, and yeah, just any help that people offer, like just take it. Um, I, I found all my kind of old patterns coming up last week of, you know, I, I can manage, I can do it, I can push through. And uh, Sean and Leela offered to bring us over. They they made a massive spaghetti bolognese and they had bolognese sauce left over and ready for their dinner. And they said, look, do you want, do you want us to drop it over? And my immediate thing was like, no, we've got enough. I was like, Lorraine, say yes. So Sean, bless him, drove over with um, a container, a Tupperware of hot bolognese. So we just cooked some pasta and that was dinner organized and lunch the next day as well. So yeah, just saying yes to the help, like it went against everything. Because in my my mind, like Eva, our beautiful nanny is here to look after Wilder and, and Lexi, when she picks her up from school and she's with Lexi on school holidays or whatever, she's not there to look after me. So to let someone just do the washing and cook for us as a family. And that felt, that was really uncomfortable to be really honest last week and to, to accept that help. I didn't, I didn't find easy because yeah, my automatic thing is, you know, I've got this, you know, self-sufficient, I've got this. And yeah, that felt really uncomfortable and then just felt incredibly touched, you know, when I came downstairs from being in bed pretty much all day until three o'clock and to find that there was meals made and the washing was empty, like, (gasps) just a balm to my soul, you know, it was just felt so good to be, to, to, 
to be taken care of, but also to have let myself be taken care of, if that, if that makes sense. The other thing I would say as well is that um, any, I mean, I have just been flinging everything at the post-COVID recovery because uh, I can't stand being sick. <laughs> it was so disruptive and uh, I've got a launch I want to be ready for. You know, I didn't want to, I know a few people had messaged me saying they're still feeling really fatigued a month after having COVID. And I'm like, no, I just... I just can't, like I can't, can't let that happen. So, you know, things that have helped me, obviously I mentioned kinesiology, acupuncture, homeopathic. So um, I did a call with our homeopath on Friday, which was too late. Like I should have done that as soon as I found out that we were, any of us was positive um, to get some homeopathics posted out to us. Um, and the reason I love home- homeopathy is that it's, it's natural nutrients or yeah it's 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 a natural it, it tackles things on a physical level but also a mental and emotional level as well which this, that's why I really really love it and homeopathy was instrumental between homeopathy and kinesiology for Lexi last year dealing she had like recurrent UTIs um on and off all year and it wasn't until I committed hard to the kinesiology like every month for I think I did four or five sessions I think just for her on her UTI situation and the homeopathy, um, that's what got her back on track, thank God, because she, yeah, we were facing down the barrel of a fourth round of antibiotics for for that. And I was like, no, we cannot do that to her beautiful little gut. So yeah, um, I would just say if you're, if you're recovering, you're exhausted, like just get sorted now. You know, I left kinesiology too late because I just waited for my normal monthly session that was booked in three, four months ago. Um, I should have done that way earlier. Um, I should have got the homeopathics organized. I should have had a dinner ladies order of our own. In our opinion, just because we haven't changed our lifestyle, you know, Wade still goes to jujitsu. He, we reckon he actually got it down in Canberra because his whole team, five out of seven of his team tested positive at the same time he did. You know, we, we were out and about, we were doing things. So we kind of just assumed we'd probably get COVID at some point. So I would just say if you haven't had it yet, you know, hopefully you won't. But just mitigating for for the circumstance that you do get it is is get you know get some herbal stuff in from your naturopath if you have one, get some homeopathics, get on the vitamin D, the vitamin C, the zinc now, the um, the curcumin, which is um, it's like very very concentrated turmeric extract, like get on all that. Like we started the protocol when we tested positive on Saturday, but um you know why weren't we on that two weeks before? Just so when we did eventually get it, our body could have been like really 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 charged up on that, um. And the other thing I wanted to say was just to remember, like you getting better is the number one priority. Like I'm making a massive assumption that if you're listening to this right now, you're female. And and I know in our house, and I've talked to mentees and friends about this, and they've said, yeah, totally agree. In our house, if Wade is not good, like if he's stressed with work or he's sick or he's, there are kind of the only reasons that Wade is ever actually off kilter. You know, he hasn't got to the gym, for example, um, and he's shitty or he's tired or he's, you know, not in a good place. The house can actually function pretty well, even in, even if he is there. Um, whereas if I'm not good, like if I'm overwhelmed and I tend to be, as you can imagine, a lot more emotional than Wade, but if I'm overwhelmed, if I'm exhausted, if I'm sick, if I'm upset about, you know, something that has happened with Wade or with the, yeah, it's kind of just generally Wade actually. Um, but you know, in the past, if there's been family stuff going on or whatever, um, the whole household runs off my energy. And that sounds really 
um, arrogant maybe, but it's, it's true. You know, the female energy in a, in a family situation. And I would also, what I say to a team situation, maybe that's a whole other conversation that the family's energy runs off my energy. So when my energy is good, everything's gravy. There's spaciousness, there's capacity for Wilder to have an off day or a couple of days or for Lexi to be sick or for Wade to be, you know, in his zone with a massive business project for five days or work project. And so when I say this to you, if you are recovering from something, you're exhausted or you're sick, I'm saying this to you, the most important thing is that you get well and that you get strong and you fortify yourself because when you're good, everything around you is good. And as I said, that may sound like it's coming from a a self-important place. It's not. It's just fact. When the the female energy, particularly in a family situation, is good, everything's good. So it's acknowledging the best thing you need to do right now is to, to recover from whatever it is that you're recovering from and to give yourself the space to do that. So for me, that was letting myself go to bed on Thursday for the whole day, which uh, except for acupuncture, sorry, um, that evening. Um, you know, that, that was, I've never done that. I don't think I've gone to bed for the day since I was, I remember one time I was sick. I was meant to have my driving lesson, license, uh, sorry, what do you call it? Driving test back in Ireland when I was 17 and I had a really heavy cold. It wasn't flu, it was a really heavy cold. I remember going to bed for the day. That is honestly the last time. And that's depresso over 20 years ago. So the most important thing you can do is get well for you and for everyone else around you. Um, and uh, the other thing I want to say as well is to be with high vibe people. You know, if you're recovering, like your energy's low, your vibe is low, surround yourself with people who raise your vibe. And, you know, that doesn't need to be friends and people that you're going to see in person. But like for me, Queer Eye, like watching that episode last night was so high vibe. You know, I felt amazing after watching that. Um, and for you, it's going to, it might be music, it might be a bath, it might be certain essential oils, you know, be be around high vibe people, be around the things that are high vibe for you to just give yourself as much energetic support as you can. Um, and the other thing is book something in to look forward to, you know, even if you're in the throes of COVID right now, or you're in ISO, whatever it might be, book something in, even if it's for two, three weeks time that you've got to look forward to. Because remembering, and I talked about this in my my Step Into You book, that when women have something to look forward to, it boosts their oxytocin, which means that they can create more estrogen, which means that that's the, the kind of the can the farm hormone. They feel calm and centered and, and and content in themselves when they've got enough estrogen. So book something in. I mean, for me, that was on Thursday when I was lying in bed, I booked myself this two and a half hour extravaganza at our, our bathhouse nearby. So I had a bathhouse for 30 minutes. Um, I had a one hour remedial massage and then I did ear candling. Actually, ear candling was really good for COVID just to clear that kind of stuffy head feeling, that heaviness. Um, so yeah, book something in that you can look forward to, whether it's a pedicure or it's a walk with a friend or it's having breakfast by yourself. One of my mentees this morning, I had a call with her and she was on her way to breakfast by herself. She was so excited. <laughs> so yeah, book something in that you can look forward to. Um, where am I going now? Da-da-da-da-da. Okay, I'm going to change tack a bit. Okay, we're into the business section of the magazine. Someone asked about yearly business planning strategies, if I've ever shared anything on that. So yes, episode number 72 of the show, the podcast, I talk through my annual business planning, how I do it. So yeah, grab that episode. Um, this is so funny. This is just like the, the questions are so random. I love it. Someone else asked about my breastfeeding essentials. Um, so I tried a few different, I mean, the bras, the, the most obvious thing. I tried a few different um, maternity, or what am I calling them? Nursing bras. There's a really great website called Hot Milk, which I loved because it's like sexy underwear, but it's still nursing. And I really like that. I got a couple of bras from them. Um, 
Just a bit tricky because I got them when my Wilder was just born, when my boobs were like at their biggest. And a couple of them just stopped fitting because my boobs have obviously settled down. Now he's eight months old, which is just mental. Um, so yeah, hot milk is beautiful. And however, my two favorite mater- nursing bras that I found are their bras and things ones. So I think they've only got two. They've got like a white one and a black one. I got those once my bras, my boobs started settling down. I needed um, to go down a size. And and I've really loved them. They were a bit uncomfortable the first couple of wears. I think they were a bit stiff. And I was like, oh no, these are going to be really annoying. But they've really settled. And I just really like them. They provide epic support. And, and the thing I didn't actually like about the hot milk ones is that they've got these really fancy like rose gold magnetic clips. And I don't know if I am like mentally deficient in some way I could not figure out how to open them with one finger one hand like could not so yeah maybe I just need a tutorial um <laughs> couldn't figure it out so yeah when you've got like a starving baby and you just need to kind of get them on the boob ASAP and you've got to put them down open it with two fingers two hands it was just annoying um so the bras and things ones are just really easy they're more like a plastic clip that you just clip open and and I really like them I've had them for Jesus, maybe five months now and they still look really, really good. And you can get like matching underwear bras and things with them as well. So yeah, they were actually my favorite um, nursing bras. However, there was singlets that I got as well. So I just don't know where you are at, the person who asked this question. But I know in the very early days, I was, um, okay, I've just found the, the, the company here. I was my boobs were really sore. I had massive, like, yeah, he, Wilder got in a lot of milk. I had enough milk for three babies and I don't think I had a letdown for like 10 days because there was just so much milk in my boobs. It was ridiculous. Um, so I just couldn't even face, I had the, the hot milk bras and I couldn't, I couldn't face putting them on. I was in so much pain with them. So I actually had nursing singlets. So they were bamboo. They're called B free. So B just num- letter B, F-R-E-E. They're an Aussie company. And I got three bamboo singlets and I loved them. They were so soft. I got a navy. I got a pack of three. There was like a black, a white and a navy, like a petrol blue blue navy color. And and they were gorgeous. They were so comfortable. Um, I actually wore them. I don't think I actually put a bra on for maybe six weeks. <laughs> I wore them all the time. And they were just nice. They, they were long. You know, they went down to my hips because I'm tall. And I just liked having that kind of coverage as well. Um, um, because the great thing about them, although I wasn't really going out because I had a full on lockdown baby. Um, but the really good thing about them is that you can wear them underneath the t-shirt or another top so that when you're feeding, then you're not like flashing your belly, which isn't necessarily something you want to do in the immediate weeks after having a baby. So yeah, be free nursing singlets. I loved. Um, and then pillow. So, um, feeding pillow, I have the milk bar one, which I really like. And actually I'm annoyed I didn't buy it when I was pregnant because, it would have actually been really good to sleep with. So towards the end of my pregnancy, I was sleeping with them, um, like a, just a normal pillow between my legs because I, I sleep on my side. So yeah, I'm sorry I didn't actually have that sooner because I would have used it all through that kind of last trimester of pregnancy as well. And, and I still use the feeding pillow now. I have it down in the living room. Um, and when I'm feeding them on the sofa, I use that as well. So they are breastfeeding essentials. I hope that helps. Um, next question. So we're moving to the beauty section of my my magazine now. And this is pretty funny doing this because I worked in beauty PR for a number of years. Um, and I, I actually get asked a lot about my makeup on Instagram and I keep meaning to, like I just answer people when they ask what I'm using. But um, 
yeah, anyway, this is the beauty section. So I got asked specifically about two things I get asked about a lot um, is my eyeshadow on, on Insta stories, um, which is what something someone asked again last night when I was kind of did a shout out for questions for this episode. And, and the other thing is my foundation. I always get asked about that. So eyeshadow first up is I use Bare Minerals. So I try use only mineral makeup. So it's Bare Minerals and it's the Latte Eyeshadow Palette. So of course, as Feckin happens with palettes. Um, it's got six colors in it. They're like bronzy, like a really nice kind of chocolate brown. Um, of course, I dropped it within like a day of getting it and I smashed one color, which I actually really loved. And then the lightest one, which is the one like I use on my whole, my whole eyelid has gone. And apparently you can't get refills for palettes, which seems incredibly wasteful. Um, so anyway, it's <laughs> my palette woes. And so I really like it because I can blend it together. Um, I can build up the color as well. If I want to go like a darker, heavier, smokier eye, I can just keep adding. The pigment is really intense. I love it because I think I was, I was a Mac die hard. Like myself, my friends were like studio fix obsessed for pretty much all my twenties, my late teens and twenties. I was the studio fix queen and all the Mac, um, like the little, I'm sure you had them getting ready to go out. Maybe you still use them as well, but the pigment of, of Mac is so, so strong. I love it. Um, but these ones, the pigment is really good as well. The spare minerals, um, palette. So yeah, that's the latte one is what I use. And then in terms of like base foundations, I love the Inica BB cream. And I love the Inica liquid foundation. So I'll use the BB cream if it's just like a weekend or if I'm, because um, I find the BB cream actually gives quite good coverage. Um, so if I'm just jumping on, like, for example, when I was doing my Love Club sessions and I had been wearing makeup that that day, I would put the BB cream on in the evening for my session that night with them at eight o'clock. Um, however, I wouldn't use the BB cream if I've got like a full day of stuff. Like if I still need my makeup, to, if I'm putting makeup on at eight in the morning and I still need to, to look good at four o'clock for something I'm doing. Um, I would more go for the liquid foundation because I don't find the bee, bee cream has the staying power. Like it gets like, it's almost like a moisturizer. It gets absorbed into your skin. And I look at my face in the afternoon, I'm like, uh, hello, where's my makeup gone? And and then I use this, the liquid foundation, the Inica liquid foundation, which I love. It's like really dewy and great coverage. And I, yeah, I just, I just love it. So they're the two I use. And then I use, um, I've been Jane Ardell for God, 14 years. Oh my God, is that real? Uh, so I use the, the the pure pressed mineral powder and the, the, the foundation. I actually use the foundation over my foundation. So yeah, that's that's the makeup question, which I love. So good. Thank you. Um, someone else asked about my goal setting categories. Um, in fact, I should have picked up my um, my Step Into You book to make sure I don't forget one. Um, I shared in one of my love letters a while ago, like a little kind of sneak peek to my goals for the year. I just picked a couple of kind of key ones that I shared in that. Um, and then someone said, can you send me your full list of goals, categories? So I'm just going to pull them up here. Um, I do talk about this in Step Into You as well. There's a whole chapter on goal setting. But for me, my 2022 goals, um, my first category is business. Second one is Wade. Uh, third one is family, so our kitties. Um, finance is another. Um, health is another one. Development, so my personal and professional development. And home, so what, the home that we that we want to be, I want to be living in later on this year. Uh, friends and family, so community, uh, travel, spirituality, and life admin. And I'm so proud of myself because that is the one. Every time I look at my goals, I'm just like... Oh, 
gross life admin can't deal and i'm so happy that the aussie citizenship one is done and the kids passport just needs to be couriered to ireland and that's done as well which feels so good and another goal actually helped in life admin was to have my calendar pre-booked minimum a quarter out which i've done and has been so helpful as well and um, so yeah they're, they're the goal categories um and then last question that i wanted to address as part of this episode someone asked about resilience fatigue and they read about it in my book step into you and they wanted me to talk about it a bit more um it's a very big topic. I could probably write a whole book on resilience fatigue itself, like what it is, how to prevent it, so on. Um, so what it basically is, is it's it's pretty much the, the equivalent of the straw that broke the camel's back. You know, you're dealing with life, um, you know, setbacks, curveballs, and so on. You're dealing, you're dealing, you're dealing. And then all of a sudden you just hit your limit and you get to resilience fatigue, which is where you just don't actually have any more resilience left in the tank. So that's what it is. I learned the concept. I actually don't know if Jack created it himself or he heard about it somewhere from someone else. Jack Delosa, when I interviewed him for, he talked about it on Instagram and I I said, I have to talk to you about this more. And I interviewed him on, on the show and we talked about the idea of resilience fatigue and he described it as he explained what had happened to him when he pretty much had to save his business from bankruptcy and he worked his ass off for like a year or two like got got everything good again and it was like miraculous that he did what he did and and then something really relative to that something really pretty low key happened and he was just thrown for a hoop like i think he said his team were like what the hell this is bothering you seriously look what you've just navigated and he explained that he just didn't have anything left in the tank, like there was no more resilience left there. So that is, um, that's resilience fatigue. And I know uh, I was chatting to one of my friends recently who who hit her limit with resilience fatigue. And, and she said, she described it so beautifully. I hadn't heard it described like this before. And she said, my emotional backpack just got very heavy. And, and she said it, it had been a long time since I'd emptied that emotional backpack. And and I just thought that was such a beautiful, but also heartbreaking visual way of describing it, you know, and, and almost the energetic feeling of like, you're carrying this backpack and it's just too heavy. You've got to take it off. You've got to put it down. You've got to empty it out. So I just intuitively feel that there's some of you listening to me say that who are like, you know, the little kind of heartbreak emoji that they're just like, oh, that's how I feel right now. And um, so I just want you to know that you're not alone if that if that's something that you're experiencing, that emotional backpack being very heavy. Um, that is you're, you're you're not alone, yeah, and that there's help available for you should should you, should you wish to take it up. And I also feel like I need to say to you that you don't have to hold the backpack around any longer. Uh, God, it's really weird when I'm doing this because I just feel overcome with emotion. I feel like I'm talking to one person right now who needs to hear this. Maybe there's lots of you. Um, you don't need to deal with it a moment longer if you don't want to. So whether that's a mental health plan with your GP, if it's putting in a, a really nice nourishing walk with a friend that you can really trust to download with, if it's putting in some time for you to talk to your partner, like you, you don't have to deal with it a moment longer than you want to. And so I feel like I need to say that to you. And I think from, from my kind of side of the fence, getting to mentor the incredible women that I get to mentor, I see their emotional backpacks fill up and, and it's a lot, you know, it's, it's heavy, it's physically heavy, it's energetically heavy, it's mentally heavy, it's time heavy, you know, it's just heavy. So yeah, I would invite you that if you're feeling what my friend was feeling a while ago with the backpack, just give yourself an opportunity to put the backpack down, please, because you deserve it and you're worthy of putting that down. So I don't know who needed to hear that, but I felt like intuitively I needed to say that. Um, 
And I guess the the way, I mean, once we're in resilience fatigue, of course, it's all the usual tools that I recommend. It's the you know, kinesiology, acupuncture, coaching, psycho, like psychotherapy, whatever you need to, to get you out of that, the, 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 the real intensive self-care, self-nurturing, filling your tank, creating some space, some time, getting back to like healthy sleep habits, all of the things. Um, but the really, I mean, the ideal situation is that we're actively preventing resilience fatigue, you know, that you, you've got the weekly, the daily, the, the monthly, annual, quarterly, whatever they are, practices in place that are constantly replenishing your energy levels, your resilience levels, so that when the life curveballs, because let's face it, it's when, not if, um, when they do happen, that you've got enough resilience in the tank that you, you can deal, you know, and, and I really did feel like that. I felt like I went into COVID very strong. Um, every area of my life felt like it was going really, really, really well. And, and I even actually said to Wade that even when I was in that depressive state in week two, it was so different to when I actually had, not actually, because I was depressed, but when I was experiencing full-on like clinical, de- clinical depression back in 2019, I said it was so different because back then I had isolated myself so hard from my friends. Like I was just, it, it's something that happens when you're depressed. You just, you don't want to show up. You don't want to talk to people. You're ashamed of where you're at. It's it's horrible. Like you're feeling isolated, feeling isolated as it is, and then you isolate yourself even further. And I said to him, you know, this week, as shit as it was, was so different because I felt like my friends were there. I was there with them. They were there with me, not physically in person. Um, a couple of them were, but yeah, it just felt different. So I think the, the, the kind of mission for all of us is to be constantly proactively building up our tanks, building up our, our resilience tanks so that when, when things do happen, that we can, we can bounce back relatively quickly. And, and I really do feel that you know, on Thursday, Friday, once, once everything kicked in, the things that I was doing to help myself, I felt like a different person by the weekend. So, so it is possible just, just, just knowing what the right support is for you and what, what, what are the things that help you? Um, and giving yourself permission to do that and invest the time and the money and the energy in that for you, because as I said, you are worth it. They were all the questions that came through. As you can see, they were very random, which I love. And and I would actually really love to do more episodes like this. And as I said, I felt like it was the right time to do something a bit more magazine style this week, just with everything going on in the world. And and hopefully me me chatting to you, there's there's something maybe that has unlocked in your mind or there's something that you're going to give yourself permission to do, or maybe there's a book or a TV show that you, you, you'll know to sit down and watch next time. You're watching Netflix, for example. So, um... From here, uh, I'll be starting to talk more about my new thing very soon. So my official launch date is the 22nd of March. I'm keeping myself accountable there. That's when everything's going to kick in. And I'm just really, really excited to share it with you. And as always, I want to say a huge thank you to you for, for being here, being part of the show with me. And I feel like I felt very tuned in during this episode. So I'm hoping that whatever I said, that there was something there that you, you particularly you right now listening needed to hear this week. So I am going to, um, go write some under mentors now. It's a content afternoon and, and try stay dry and sending love to you wherever you are. Um, particularly if you're dealing with a lot of water right now, sending, sending you lots of love, just know that you're in my thoughts and sending you, you all the love, all the combined love from me and my beautiful community. So until next week, I will say goodbye and thank you so much for listening. Thank you for being part of this week's episode. It was remarkable to have you 
I am always keen to hear your thoughts, questions, ideas, and suggestions for future topics for the podcast. So please get in touch on Instagram. My handle is at Lorraine Remarks and through my website, LorraineMurphy.com.au. If you're enjoying what I'm putting out here, please do rate, review, or subscribe to the podcast so more people can find out about it and we can build this special community. Or even better, do all three. Chat to you next week.